Hi there. This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the Spirit. Good evening, ma'am. Good evening. Thank you very much for the warm. Sorry, Rachel. Please, uh, can we confirm that we can all hear me? Oh dear. Uh, all right. Can we confirm that we can hear me, please? <laughs> Just like to be sure that we can hear me. Okay, great, great. Thank you very much, Minister Rachel. Thank you very much. Um, in one minute, can we bless the name of Jesus? Just bless him. Bless him for all that he is, all that he is to you. Just bless the name of Jesus. Bless him in spirit and in truth. Bless him in spirit and in truth. Just bless Jesus. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him as we as we begin to shift our focus on him. Let your focus be on Jesus as you begin to bless his holy name. I bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Jesus, you are to be praised. Thank you, Jesus, for you alone are deserving of our praise. Thank you, Jesus, because you alone are deserving of our worship. All, everything, everything that we are, that we will become, it is unto you. It's unto you. It's unto you. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you very much once again, Mr. Rachel, for warm welcome. And um, <laughs> I'd like to use this opportunity to say thank you to Pastor Damio Guntede, Senior Pastor of the Tribe. And I, I, I don't want to do this alone. I would love us to just, you know, appreciate Pastor Damio Guntede, you know, honor him in the group chat, just tell him thank you. It's been a, a tremendous blessing to myself personally, and I'm sure it's been a blessing to you as well. Uh, you see, when we honor people, when we honor our pastors, our leaders, it's not human worship. Mm -mm. It's not human worship. It's that we understand the protocol of honor. So let's, let's honor pastor. Thank him. Thank you very much for your solid leadership, sir. And thank you so much for the privilege. Uh, in the I want us to just say thank you to our pastors, the entire pastorate, Pastor Pinks, Pastor Nanso, PI, you know, just, just tell them thank you because it's extreme labor, extreme, that's the word, extreme labor, you know, it's not something that they would eventually, they, they, they really the, the, the fruits of their labor fully in entirety on earth. So just tell them thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for leading us in righteousness and teaching us. Thank you very much to our pastors. And um, in the same vein, I would love to say thank you to every other person. Who has, uh, Mr. Jola, Director Dami, uh, thank you very much. Your your teachings will be, they helped me really. <laughs> they helped me in preparing for this. So I, I thank you too. And I trust that God will keep on blessing you. Amen. Uh, tonight, we will be exploring, by the grace of God, uh, answers, and I trust that God will be giving us answers to a couple of questions. Uh, questions around, oh, I am um, I am a believer, but it appears that I can't do things that believers do. It's as though that I can't seem to get over the flesh. It's as if um, I know I've, I've given my life to Christ, these things to... Uh, uh, I've come 
confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but somehow I, I keep falling into the same sins that, in quotes, I've been saved from. Uh, for people who believe that they can't preach the gospel, it's as if, oh, it, this thing is not meant for me. I can't walk in the supernatural. It's not, I don't think it's meant for me. There's this sort of limitation in your mind. And I'm trusting God that tonight we'll be receiving answers to these kind of questions in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Quickly, if, uh, help me with Romans 8. Uh, you know, Pastor started this chapter by expounding from verses 1 to 4 on the works of the flesh and how that there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. That means you are only safe from condemnation when you are in Christ Jesus. And that there are the works of the flesh and pastor extensively discussed about how that, and he talked about how the, um, the works of the flesh, you know, 13 of them and how they can inhibit our growth spiritually from, you know, it can eliminate and extreme the, the grace of God. All right. Amen. So I'll be reading from Romans 8, 1 to, our, our contemplations will be around uh, from verses 1 to 8. I will just read just for the flow, but I would, my, my focal points will be the, the fifth verse down to the eighth. Amen. All right. I'll just read from the NKJV version. I'll just start from verses one, Romans 8, 1. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the laws of sin and death. For what the law cannot do in, in, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on, his, on account of sin. He condemned sin and flesh, but the righteousness requirement, righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds. That's five now, which will be the, the meat of our discussion. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not the subject, it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen. <laughs> uh, amen. So, you know, this is uh, a very wonderful and interesting verse of scripture because, you know, I was, I was just pondering about pneumatology when Pastor was just speaking about how that you know, you can neither conquer the flesh or destroy the flesh in its entirety, but what you can do is you can either enthrone or enslave the flesh. Now, it is it is quite mind-boggling that the scripture then says in verse 5, or just read that again, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they 
the, the, they fix their mind on the things of the, of the spirit. If I can have this in another version, the ESV particularly, I'll just read from there just to give us some level of context. Amen. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting because Mr. Jala was speaking about uh, death as to how that the only way you can escape from the chokehold, the, uh, the enslavement of sin is that you die. But then what is death? You know, death is so, it, it simply means that you've lost consciousness. You've lost consciousness. So what the scripture is trying to tell us now in Romans 8 verse 5 is that the thing you are most conscious of is what you will walk by. Amen. The thing you are most conscious of, that is the things you pay attention to, the things that your consciousness is preoccupied with is what you will live by. And, and this is this is the law of beholding, if I may. You know how that Paul was speaking as to as to that we are beholding the image of God as in a mirror, and as we behold, we become. Amen. As we behold, we become. You see what the what Paul was also trying to tell people here is that whatever you see yourself walking in, you have preoccupied, you have made it to preoccupation of your consciousness. That is, anything you are conscious of, anything you consciously invest in, anything you are you are become so conscious of, no matter what you say, if it's the occupation of your mind, you will eventually walk in it. Amen. <laughs> if it is the preoccupation of your mind, you would eventually walk in it. You do not walk just by walking. You walk, mm, you walk by being conscious. The only way you walk in it, you see, a lot of times we are trying to fight. What we are trying to fight is that we are trying to fight the fruits of flesh. So imagine this. You are fight, trying to fight the fruit of the flesh. That is, there is envy, there is lust. So your preoccupation is that you are trying to conquer, you are trying to conquer that thing called flesh. However, what God is trying to do is that he's trying to shift your focus from what you have been uh, saved from, what you have been called out of. He's trying to change your Mm, amen. So imagine this, just, just to give you a, a pictorial, you know, a pictorial image is Peter. Peter was in a boat and they saw Jesus. There was a raging storm and he saw Jesus. And he said, Jesus, if this is you, call me and I'll come. And Jesus called him and he started to walk on water. Have you noticed that immediately Peter looked back at the same thing that God called him out of? He started to sink. Once you begin to preoccupy, and, 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 and you see, this is this is the this is the, the, the technology behind behind how people go back to their passing. This is how people become the very thing they despise. People become the very thing they say they will never do. It is because it has become their daily meditation. It has become their, 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 their what their minds have become fixed on. Do you see? So whenever you have fixed your mind on something, that is you have consciously meditated on something, on a lot of things, eventually you will become that thing. You will become you begin to work in those things, even if you say that you hate them. <laughs> uh, glory to God. 
Um, you know, <laughs> you know, and that is what Paul was trying to say. He says that no, you don't just walk. You don't just walk. You only walk by thinking. You only walk by the laws of your mind. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh dear Lord. Oh dear Lord. So your the preoccupation of your heart is what sponsors the walking either in the flesh or in the spirit. That is why Jesus will never, you know, PD was teaching us uh, some Sundays back and he said, every time the devil comes in the presence of God, it's like God does not acknowledge the existence of it, of, of, of the devil. Do you understand? It just doesn't, because that is not his preoccupation. God, God is not preoccupied. God does not meditate about the devil. So when the devil comes, it is insignificant. What you preoccupy your mind with is what is the most significant to you. <laughs> Amen. Oh dear Lord. Uh, so the question now is, are you still conscious of the flesh? Now, when I'm saying you know, consciousness. I'm not speaking to, oh, you do not acknowledge the existence of it. You do not acknowledge that, oh, this thing is a weakness. But think about this. Oh, God. I think we should just go to Second Corinthians. I think we should just go to Second uh, Corinthians 3.18. Just to, just to read it out. Let me open my Bible and just read it out so that we can <laughs> Oh, dear. Wow, wow, wow. Second Corinthians 3, verses 18. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So I read from the NKJV 2. It says, I mean, it's a long read. I mean, if you if you're going to enjoy the entire uh juice of the scripture, it is it will be good to just when in your free time read from the beginning, just to give context. But for the purpose of this, I'll just read 18. It says, it says, but we all with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, this this is this is like it will it will save you from every mental chokehold, everything. You see, the battle is not the battle for destruction or annihilation or you see the only way pastor was saying something and, and and i think it's something think about he said you cannot destroy or create flesh i mean like the law like the law of uh thermodynamics that you cannot energy can never be created nor destroyed do you understand but it can be changed from one place to another from one form to another pastor said you cannot enslave or dis you can never destroy the flesh Listen to this. You can never destroy the flesh, but you can enthrone or enslave it. So, how then do you enthrone slave? Uh, do you enthrone the flesh? How then do you enslave the flesh? It's by being conscious of God. Be conscious of Jesus. Make your preoccupation Jesus. Make the consciousness Jesus. Heighten your Christ consciousness. Tell your neighbor, heighten your Christ consciousness. Ah. Heighten your Christ consciousness. See, if you heighten your Christ consciousness, let, let me see. When you look into the mirror, when you look into the mirror, right, you see your face. When you see
see a pimple, you know, right? Because that pimple is an anomaly in your face, on your face. It's not supposed to be there. That is the same way when the mirror that is your mirror is christ if you're looking into the mirror of christ that is christ if you're looking if your preoccupation is christ see anyone whose preoccupation is christ will never sin if you're if all that your consciousness is all about is now to please jesus you will never sin but everyone who is conscious of sin or flesh would eventually fall into flesh <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. I hope we're falling. I hope it's not something that I'm just saying out of the it's not over our heads. <laughs> Amen. Oh, dear. If Jesus is your preoccupation, if Jesus is what your consciousness is filled about, you will never sin. You know why? Because every time Jesus is your preoccupation, once there is something against that, that negates the precepts, the character, the image, the personality of Jesus Christ, it will flag it. Mm. Because whenever you're looking at the mirror and you see pimple on your face, you see eczema on your face, even though you did not notice before, but once you look at that mirror, you notice it. Now, that is the same way anyone who has tendencies, of, and that is why, oh, yeah, oh, beautiful. That is why the scripture says, Paul was speaking, he says, he says, therefore, there is now no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. Not because Jesus will never point out to you the tendencies of your flesh. In fact, what Jesus will do is that, because what Jesus is doing is not condemning you. When Jesus points out your the, the tendencies of your heart, what he's doing is that he's forging you into consistency with his image. Mm. So it is not the, 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 the product of what God is trying to do in your heart whenever Jesus points out the, the tendencies in your heart is not condemnation. Mm. It's not condemnation. What he's trying to do is to make you consistent with his image. <sighs> Jesus. See, you understand this. If you understand this that I am saying that this, upon the integrity of the scripture, you will never be scared of anybody, of any ancestral cause. You'll never be scared of, 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 of the passing. Do, do you know, I mean, that people who have been saved from addictions, they have higher tendencies of going back to it, especially when they are fear, because they are, they are, uh, Oh Lord, because they are they are reclining their their period. They are, they are saved. They are, they are saving. They are saving grace is fear. Do you understand? That is, they stopped what they did, and they have they have they have made it their preoccupation. They have made it their preoccupation. Have you noticed that every sin is trying to make it? Is trying to steal your time. Is trying to steal you being productive. Pornography. People who, who are stuck with pornography, they have a problem concentration because pornography, what it does, anything, any sin, any form of sin at all, what it is fighting for is your consciousness. It is fighting for your consciousness it is because that is where the real war is. That is where the real war is, your consciousness. It is not... Imagine, imagine if these things were not true. We see these things littered around scripture. We see Peter, how that Peter, when once he moved his from Jesus, immediately, immediately Peter moved from Jesus, he started to sink. 
in the desert, in the Old Testament, in desert, the Israelites, they were struck. But, but immediately for them to be saved, what Jesus, what, what God had to tell Moses to do was to forge a snake, a copper snake, and hang on a tree. And that anyone who will look up to that snake on the tree, do you see? Even though the, the flesh is tugging your clothes, it is tugging your emotions, it's tugging everything. Your emotions are running wild. Somehow, somehow, when you look away, once you look unto Jesus, the snakes might be biting you. But if you look onto that copper, onto that snake on the tree, you'll be saved. You cannot look onto the same thing that is killing you and be saved. It's not possible. No. It's not possible. You only look up to the thing that will save you. See, and that is why, see, this consciousness, this consciousness matter is, is a, a reason, is one of the major reasons a lot of people don't preach the gospel. They don't preach the gospel because what they are conscious about is their self. They are conscious about how that they, they, they are not yet perfect. They are not yet in that place, they can't preach the word, they can't do this, they don't know so many scriptures like Pastor Dami, they can't ex they, they can't give exegesis. But no, 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 that is not that is not your preoccupation. The more you think about see, see, I was I was I was I was talking with Pastor Dami and he told me something very, very profound. You know, I, I can be a very private person and I, I just tend to be like that. Sometimes, most times. And he told me something. He said, if your preoccupation, if your preoccupation, the reasons you do things, Jesus, right? If it's Jesus, every other thing will fade away. Even your self, even your personality, even everything about you will fade away. Have you not seen that people become very very, very bold, audacious once they are conscious of the person within them? Once they are person in them. Jesus is not just somebody that you should uh, just say, oh, Jesus, I believe in you and that's all. And no. This is the, listen, this is the reason people pray and it looks like God is not answering. This is the reason people read the scripture and it looks as though oh, this thing is laborious. This is the reason people do every spiritual exercise they've been told to do, yet it's as though they have no results. Why? Because their consciousness is not about the person. It is about the things. Mm. See, once your consciousness is all about Jesus, let, let me see this. You see, Jesus was going to get Seman. He was going to get Seman. You know, and before on getting to get Seman, he got there and he was like, ah, God, God, I beg. I, I beg you in your name. You know, imagine that that conversation with Jesus and with God, and Jesus telling God, "Ah, see, I can't do this. Why? Because the preoccupation of Jesus at the time, the Jesus was much more conscious of the pain he will go through, and that was why I said, let this cup pass over me." But immediately he prayed. What he did, what happened in the place of prayer was the consciousness of the glory set before him was heightened. So whenever you pray, what you are doing is that you are heightening the consciousness of God in you. Oh dear. Prayer is a tool heightening your consciousness in Jesus. You can never, you can never be in prayer 
powerless and, and, and you think your consciousness is, is, is heightened. And let me, let me say this. Let me say this. That the consciousness matter is the same thing we call discernment. Because discernment primarily that you are saying something is incons inconsistent or consistent with the person, the character, the nature of God. But how can you know that if you don't know the person? <laughs> are we getting blessed tonight? <laughs> are you seeing that this is a consciousness matter? Tell your neighbor, I will be Christ conscious. I will be Christ conscious. I will be Christ conscious. Oh, I choose to be Christ conscious. I choose to be Christ conscious. I choose to be Christ conscious. Uh, oh dear Lord. Dear Lord. <laughs> right. I choose to be Christ conscious. I choose to be Christ conscious. Mm. <laughs> so what you are doing, anytime you are conscious of your flesh, that is, you pay attention to your flesh. You are, you are paying attention to your flesh. What you're doing is that you are feeding your flesh. And every time you're, you're paying attention to the spirit, that means you're increasing your consciousness, your spirit consciousness. Tell your neighbor, don't be superstitious, but be <laughs> Don't be superstitious. I know, I know. That is what happened to your grandfather, great-grandfather? I know you have had experiences with bad men. I know that, in quotes, men, you have met men that are so terrible. They've hurt you in the past. I know that pastors, in quotes, have hurt you before. I know that you've been hurt in church. I know that you've been betrayed before. But would you shift your gaze from those things? I know, I know it might be hard, it might be but why not shift your gaze to Jesus? When you shift your gaze to Jesus, when your preoccupation becomes Jesus, you begin to see like he sees. You begin to get so absorbed in him. You don't think of any other thing outside Jesus. Let me say this. There is nobody whose preoccupation is Jesus, pleasing Jesus, that is a bad person. Yes. Who you see is preoccupied with pleasing Jesus eventually will become a good person. You know why? Because when you are so interested in pleasing Jesus, <laughs> you just check everything with Him. Everything you do, you just check with Him. God, uh, the, the, you know, when you speak to somebody, when you speak to somebody in a way you shouldn't have, something will shake in your heart. Something will move in your heart. When you're doing something wrong, be, it's no longer a fear of going to hellfire. No. It's now a love affair. It's a love affair. So you are, you are no longer trying to, you're not afraid of hellfire or you're going to heaven. No, that's not your preoccupation. Your preoccupation is Jesus. If your preoccupation is Jesus, eventually... Because daily you go to him, Jesus, how, how, how did I do today? What was, what was my day like? Um, did I please you? Did I, did I do anything wrong to you? You know, it will tell you. It will tell you. It will let you know. It will just let you know. Because Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is a person. Is someone you should become intimate with. Oh, dear. 
if you cultivate the the atmosphere and habit of intimacy with Christ, your preoccupation will become Christ. Your preoccupation becoming Christ is that you have a heightened consciousness of Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh dear. Hallelujah. All right, let's 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 just read further. <clears throat> Eight. So it says, "For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." <laughs> Glory to God. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. See, it is very simple. See, spiritual things are, you know, sometimes we looking for probably very deep things that are quite confusing and we think it's, it's the best that there is. But I have observed, even at a tribe, that the most, the, the deepest of mysteries in the scripture, they come out in a very simplistic way in a simplified form, because that is the only way it can make sense. And spiritual things are that simple. Don't, don't overthink it. Spiritual things, can it can be your daily reality. <laughs> to be carnally minded means that you are, you are led, you are led by your senses. You are led sensually. That is, your physical senses are the things that govern your your um, your decisions, the way you think, the way you live, the way you do all the things you do. But to be spiritually minded, remember, remember, Scripture was saying, you know, those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Now, if you are spiritually minded, that means your consciousness, your spirit consciousness is so heightened it's so heightened but how do you get to this place how but i i try i pray i i do what i'm supposed to do i come to church i do this but it looks as though nothing is happening it looks as though i can't i can't seem to you know break free from this addiction it, it looks as though i i really don't understand and you know the, you know the thing the devil begins to tell you is that once your preoccupation becomes the devil, that is, once you are so conscious of your flesh, what the devil begins to tell you is that this thing is never possible. Now, see, all these people that are telling you is a lie. How can you, how can you be in this world and you have a girlfriend and you, you not even kiss, you not have sex? It's not possible in this generation. No, now they will tell you things like there's no virgin in the all of Lagos. Lagos, forget it. You cannot. You can't. It's not possible. You know, and, 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 and that is what happens when you are carnally minded. That is, your consciousness about the things, everything that could go wrong is just there. It's just always on your, in your face. That is all you think about. Everything that could go wrong. Everything that is wrong. Everything that is wrong on earth. You never see. Mm. See, the, the, the question now I like to ask is how can you do the right thing when you have no precedence? There is nothing you can look up to this is how to be good. Oh, okay. This is how to be good. But if you don't know how to, if you don't know, like if you don't have a template, that's the word. If you don't have a template, you cannot do good. <laughs> you know, um, you, you, I, I am a lawyer by, by training and 
one of the things that the, 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 as a lawyer you would eventually do is always have templates. You have contract templates. You, you, you might be the one who build it. You just have that template around because it makes your work easier whenever it's time. So it's the same thing Jesus is trying to do to you. Jesus is not trying to destroy the fruits of the flesh. Jesus is trying to uproot the entire tree. Jesus has no, because once you do not water a particular tree, it will die. No, Jesus is not concerned with the fruits. You are trying to fight, you have been trying to kill fruits, but if you remove one fruit one day, another one will stop someday. It's a tree. The issue is that you have been chasing the wrong things. You have been preoccupying your mind with the wrong things. Listen, what Jesus is trying to do is not to destroy the fruits. What Jesus is trying to do is to uproot the entire tree. <laughs> because every tree that is not planted by my father shall be uprooted. Shall be uprooted. <laughs> but if the only way you uproot that tree is by not giving it attention, ensure that your focus is on life. Ah, because, you know, you know, Jesus, you know, the scripture also makes us understand that of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The Proverbs also say, guard your heart with all due diligence. Guard your heart. Guard your heart with all due diligence. Because out of it flows, because it's so funny that you see someone who says, I speak in tongues, I do all of these things, and you hear them speak, and you are shocked. Like, okay, How? Is it the same Holy Spirit or a different Holy Spirit? And you know, there's a way, there's a way these days people personalize the Holy Spirit or the relationship with the Holy Spirit by to legalize or to validate very wrong things. Mm -mm. Every relationship, every relationship with God that is inconsistent with the, with the scripture, I don't think it is intimacy with God. You know, you know, every intimacy, every product of your intimacy must be consistent with the scripture, must be consistent with the character, with the personality, with the image of Christ. You're consistent, your your intimacy with God cannot allow you to speak to people anyhow. You can't you can't claim to have intimacy, no matter the miracles and wonders you do, regardless of how large preach to listen, if your intimacy with God doesn't burst character, images, and, and, and things aligned in alignment with the personality of the God of the Bible, we have the right to say, sir, we, we need to check you again. No. No. <laughs> the, the, the only way we can know that a fruit is from a particular tree. I, uh, we judge trees. We know that this is a particular tree by the fruits. We judge a tree by the fruits it bears, not by the leaves. Anybody can work miracles. Demons do that. Everybody can, anybody can give a word of knowledge. But not everybody, not everybody can bear this fruit. Not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody. <laughs> Tell yourself, I will be Christ conscious. I will be Christ conscious. I will be spirit-minded. I will be spirit-minded. Amen. I will be spirit-minded. I will be spirit-minded. 
Do you see this now? So we, we go further. Because canal, canal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in flesh cannot please God. Ah, you see, this, 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 this is so important. You see, when the scripture says those in flesh cannot please God, it simply says, you know, uh, uh, you also need to probably listen to Grapha, the Grapha pathway by Pastor Dami. You see, God is not telling you to do something impossible. God is not saying, oh yeah, come and do this thing with your power. That is why grace is available. So your faith now is to say, oh, grace has made this thing available. I will just align. How do you align? Consciousness. 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 It's a consciousness matter. See, the war we are fighting is a consciousness matter because very soon, that is the same thing if you notice the LGBTQ guys are doing. They put in every movies, they put in cartoons. Why? Because they are trying to get into your consciousness. And let me tell you this. Everything you invest in through your consciousness, you will reap in your subconscious. Mm. Listen, everything, everything so in your so in your consciousness, you will eventually in your subconscious. And at one point, you will see gay, 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 gay thingy all around, and you will be like, oh, it's just normal, and you will just walk past. You will not feel why because you have sown so much, you have in your consciousness that your subconscious just agrees with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything, everything you, you sow in your consciousness, that is everything you consciously sow, everything you sow in your consciousness, you will reap subconsciously. <laughs> and that is why sometimes, uh, you know, people have erotic dreams. It's not because, no, it found, it found way into your dream world because you are sowed consciously in your consciousness. <laughs> in your consciousness. I mean, well, you probably have seen back then, have seen movies of witches and all those kind of things. And you just sleep. You have a very terrible nightmare. How many of us? How many of us are? The, I am a tanga. And that's the reason we probably could not even sleep. You know, you just, you want the lights on. You want everything. You want someone to stay with you till you sleep and all of that. You just can't because if you try it, watch your consciousness. What your consciousness is that there is an Ayamatanga somewhere. And that Ayamatanga comes in the night. Lady Koi Koi. Do you understand? These things, what they do is that, and, and have you noticed that immediately you begin to think that way? You think on it for a while. If cutting, if your cutting should just move one kind. I am Atanga immediately. Like if you're cutting and it's in the dark. <laughs> oh dear. And I'm speaking from personal experiences. I mean, I don't know, but I mean those are the things that I saw growing up. Things become altered, they become altered by the level of consciousness you carry. Think about this. Probably, you know, I, I want you to think about this very well. So, the burning bush experience. The, 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 the spirit of God came upon the bush. It became a burning bush. But is it not interesting? Hmm. Is it not interesting that by the time Moses would come near to the bush, 
The Spirit of God did not say, remove your, sleep, remove your sleepers because you have come to Holy Bush. It said, take off your shoes because the ground you now stand in is holy ground. <laughs> it's holy ground. Why? Because the consciousness, the everything you are conscious of, your environment will reflect. So the holy ground did not become holy ground in the first place. It was first the holy bush and the environment became holy ground. Oh dear. Whatever you take in consciously, whatever you subject your consciousness to, your environment will reflect it. If you think that you are a failure, eventually something will keep on happening and you will just see that everything is not going right because your environment is to establish, that is to prove whatever your consciousness or your mind thinks to be true. Remember, remember fear. Remember how pastor defined fear and faith. They are lenses of seeing things. Whatever your mind is preoccupied with, your environment will reflect. If you're, see, this, this that I'm saying to you, if every Christian in the world becomes Christ conscious, not, oh, because if everybody becomes Christ conscious, the world will become a better place because everything that is inconsistent with Jesus automatically becomes sin. <laughs> oh dear. If your consciousness, if what you are preoccupied with is to please Jesus, you will a better place. <laughs> it will be a better place. So we're speaking of consciousness, consciousness, consciousness. So how do I build consciousness? How do I increase my consciousness? What do I do? I cannot have tried. What do I do? How do I do this? First, if you're not, I mean, like I said earlier, everything you sow in your consciousness, you will reap in your subconscious. So the only way to heighten your consciousness is to invest consciously. <laughs> it's to invest consciously now how do you do this first if you're not giving your life to Christ you should do that give your life to Christ give your life to Christ and even if you're, you're, you're a Christian you're in church you're coming to church but somehow you, you know that this life I am living doesn't exactly please Jesus it's not a life that if Jesus comes today I will be with him I'm not sure Jesus is proud of this then you should have, you should rededicate your life to him. You should just speak to him and tell him, Jesus, I want to please you. In fact, I mean, this is something everyone could actually just engage. Every morning you wake up, oh, Jesus, how do I please you today? Help me please you today. Help me please you today. And you will see that your life that day would be aligned. You just will be aligned. It will be aligned. So first, give your life to Christ if you're not. And if you probably are a Christian, it's a good time for you to rededicate your life to Christ if you know that your life is inconsistent. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm not trying to be judgmental. Saying that if Jesus comes, he will not ask you how many people you skewed. He will, will not ask you, oh, how many stadiums did you fill up? Because a lot of them will come in and say they, they, they casted out demons in his name. They did a lot of things in his name. But he will say he doesn't know them. The more you know God, the more he knows you in that light. Because you can only know yourself when you know God. <laughs> it's a beautiful relationship. All right. Secondly, pray, 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 pray. See, I cannot emphasize this enough. 
what prayer does to you is it heightens your consciousness. You can begin to heal today, today, once your your consciousness is heightened. You know, Peter was going to, the apostles, they were going to heal a crippled man. And he said, look upon us, look upon us, <laughs> look upon us. You only look upon the things that save you. you anything you look <clears throat> is what would either save you or my you. Do you understand? Pray, prayer, like Jesus. Jesus went feeling weary, but he came back feeling strengthened because the consciousness that ah, I belong to Jesus. You see, prayer is one of the ways you can cure self-esteem, low self-esteem. If you pray, if you pray, if you pray, and your prayer, your prayer, right, doesn't have to be dramatic. It could be, a, it should be a simple prayer. God, how do I please you? I mean, I remember Pasenka saying, she doesn't know how to pray for things. Because, not because things are bad. She said, oh, I, I just pray the Pauline prayers. And the Pauline prayers are these kind of prayers. Oh, God, God is as simple as saying, God, help me become like you. You know, you know there's, this, there's this song, old song like that. It says, God, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. God, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Amen. Secondly, study and meditate the word. Oh, see, and for this, right, Pastor Dami did a very I, I, I was I was blown away when I was listening to the message again. You know, it's it's the face of Jesus on meditation. It's so it's so powerful. You know, seeing the face of Jesus through meditation, it's so powerful. I think everybody, I know I I, I was not the tribe at the time, but the face of Jesus is a landmark teaching. It's a teaching for everybody and for all seasons. See, when you meditate on 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 the scripture. It will become life to you. It will become experiential. It will become experiential. I, I see. Hey, I don't want to preach a Jesus I do not know about. Mm-mm. I do not want to preach about a Jesus I just read somewhere or somebody told me about. I want to preach a, a Jesus that I have met. Ah, and that should be our desire. We should not just pray, oh, I read it in the Bible. No, no. There is a level of conviction that you can say, I know Enuma believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep all that I have committed to him. See, and that thing, it comes from the place of meditation. I remember, I remember one time, and, and that was how I lost the fear of death. I was just like, and, and you know, the, the, the scripture about Paul saying, living for Christ and even death is gain. You know, I, I found, I found so much strength in that scripture and just became, and I just lost my fear for death. That in the sense that I was like, oh, if I'm living for Jesus, that is actually playing a losing game in my life. If I, if I am living, I am living for Christ. If I die, which Jesus would only permit, if Jesus permits me to die, I still make heaven. So devil will still lose either way. So it just, it just, I was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, come on, kill me now, come on, kill me, come on, kill me. But if you cannot kill me. I would ensure that I wreck a book to the kingdom of hell. <laughs> and I, I just lost my fear. I just lost my fear for death. I, I, I don't care. I, I, I just, I'm never afraid of death. 
I, I speak about it freely. I do not speak about it in a disrespectful manner that to, you know, in an insensitive manner, you know. But I just speak about it with that level of confidence that I just cannot die, except God permits it. And if God permits it, that means he has his reasons and he, lo he loves me too much. You can stay on the love of God for years and you'll never stop. Like just meditate on how powerful the love of God is. Because once, once you begin to meditate on the love of God, you'll never want to hurt God. God is a person. God is a person. And the only way you can find God's personality is by his word. Chew on the word. Chew on it. Meditate on it. Have, and you know, one of the last things I'll just say is that surround yourself with a community of believers. Consciously. Let everything your consciousness is about is Jesus. Because everything you sow in the conscious, you will reap subconsciously. You see? So you're not, you're not trying to don't, don't, no. Let, yes, it's fine. I know you want, let all your friends be Christian. Yes. Let, and, and of course, I'm not saying, of course, don't be, you know, cordial with people. I'm saying, have a community. Have a community where you can go and just share God's word. You are just talking, you know, you can be having a casual conversation with your friends and it is deep, deep, deep revelation from God's word. <laughs> and you, are, you just leave that conversation edified. <laughs> You know, ah, so powerful. And I trust that God will expound these things in our heart in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for all that you have taught us tonight. Thank you because your word comes alive to us. Thank you because your word is not just something we hear and just get excited about without taking actions. Lord, tonight we pray that you give us grace and the conviction to do your word. All our steps in your word, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for having me. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.